You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. This morning, I want to share on um, a concept that God um, consciously told me that I should um, share on this because of what he intends to do um, next year and that this will be a strategic tool towards the fulfillment of it. And it is something we hear people say and people offer it up in prayers. But we must understand that it is a scriptural thing and it is a very spiritual thing. And it's the concept of having a divine helpers. The concept of divine helpers. That is something that is scriptural and is something that is strategic. All right, let's, let's look at First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 18. First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 18. The Bible says, Then the Spirit came upon Amasai, chief of the captains, and he said, Thine are we, David on thy side, thou son of Jesse. Peace, peace be unto thee, and peace be to thine helpers, for thy God helpeth thee. So he said, peace be unto your helpers, where helpers is in plural tense. And then he says, for thy God helpeth thee. So God was helping him using the helpers as his instrument of grace in his life. And so when God wants to help or further your curse. There is a strategic role of men that he uses in causing that to happen. And in the prayers that we offer up, honor to God, it is important that we pray in certain ways because we can shorten the time of manifestation of a thing when we understand the real vital elements that are contained in the fulfillment of that particular thing and then we zero in and focus upon those vital elements and pray those things. For example, as man began to fly, uh, initially to go from England to Nigeria will take about 17, 18 hours. But as they experienced it and studied it, they came to recognize certain essential things. And by making adjustments, focusing on those things, they were able to shorten the time of travel between the same distance 
by a better understanding of the process. So when we have a better understanding and we look at things that we say God has done, and we come to the place where we have a better understanding of the entire process, then what happens is we will now be able to pray strategically for those, all right, important places and points, and that will hasten the manifestation. And asking God for divine helpers is strategic because when we look at how things unfold, when God moves, we will see that he consciously deploys the use of men. And if we understand that, then we can involve that in our prayers, just like a person is making bold confessions, all right, for certain things. And when we understand what is responsible for those things that we are saying to come to pass, and we know that we are going to put those elements into place, then we are certain that what we are saying will come to pass. That is, not only are we saying, be thou warmed and filled, we are also giving those things that are needful. And so as we look at and meditate upon the move of God, all right, in scriptures, in your life, in other people's lives, you will come to see the role of divine helpers. And then we'll talk about five strategic, all right, types of help that men will bring into your life that you have to consciously ask God for. Romans chapter 16 and verse 3 tells us that Paul spoke about Aquila, Priscilla and Aquila, he says, my helpers in Christ. So he was in Christ, but he says these were the helpers that I had in Christ. Now, first thing we must understand is that God is the source, not a channel. There is only one source of everything. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. God is the source. Help us add the channels. The source can and will never change. Help us can and will be changed. So God is our source of total supply, but we have got to embrace the concept of divine helpers and by that, consciously pray that he sends helpers into our lives. Now, that one has a direct encounter with Jesus, we'll see this, where even if Jesus walks into your room and tells you that I'm going to do this thing next week by 7 o'clock, doesn't mean it's not going to involve, all right, helpers and men as instruments for the fulfillment of it. If you look at Luke chapter 13, verse 34 and verse 35, it tells us, all Jerusalem that killed the prophets and stoned them that are sent unto thee. He said, you kill prophets. You stone those who are sent unto you. And then he says, oftentimes, in other words, several, not once, not twice. 
Several times I will have gathered those things you are believing me for unto you. He says, but what happened was you will not. You will not in the sense that you are throwing stones and you are killing or slandering the very people that I have brought into your life to make it happen. And he says it is occurring over and over. This is not just a one-off thing. It's oftentimes, you know, many years ago, when we started ministry, there was a story somebody told me. And it used to bother me. And until I started understanding how God does these things, then I had a proper explanation of what must have happened. Uh, this chap told me, he said he had a friend, and this is a minister, and he's a known minister today in the country. He had a friend that he, where, where, they were, where, they were, where he grew up, that he also wanted to do ministry, and he'll be praying for 12 hours, reading the Bible and praying, fasting, studying the word of God, praying, studying the word, he started a church. Well, to cut long story church, the church failed, collapsed, he didn't, all right, see the light of day. So you start asking yourself that, somebody prayed and read the Bible, prayed, fasted and read the Bible. Well, where is, where, how are we sure that we won't do all these things and nothing will happen? But I'm looking at this, and we'll see this. Now, when you don't understand how God does things, then you don't cooperate with him because you don't know it's God. So the children of Israel prayed. And when they prayed, God sent Moses. God said, I have heard their prayer, and I have come down. And I am sending you to them. These people, it was their prayer that raised up Moses to come to them. But they still were stoning Moses. Now, once you don't understand that, you are looking at God and you are not looking through at the channels. You don't understand the system. So what probably must have happened to this chap, this chap who was praying and fasting, oftentimes, I'm sure somebody will go and see him. I uh, sit down with him and talk with him and say, hey, how are you? Uh, there's this um, um, church growth conference that is happening in this particular place. Let's go. And he will say things like, well, what's church growth? I don't believe in church growth. All right? It's the word of God that increases and you will say all those kind of things. Ah, they're talking about management, church management, organization. What do I want to do with all of that? Those are kind of things and all that. Somebody will come again. So oftentimes God was trying to get the answer to the prayer. He had been offering up the understanding that he needed to him. But he didn't understand God sees them. And he, he will come again. I mean, there was somebody that said, I've not seen him for 32 years. It was a classmate of mine. Last time I saw him was at the University of Lagos. I've not seen him for 32 years. Now, I understand he pastors a large redeemed church in Portacourt. About four weeks ago or so, or maybe more than that, maybe six weeks ago, he sent me a text message. And in the text message, he just wrote, and said, I remember by saying yes. He said, I have a strong nudge inside my heart that you should raise a group of intercessors that, look, I have a feeling that God wants to do more with you in this country, so raise these intercessors that will be praying privately with you about this particular thing God wants to do. And I said, I said you know, I haven't seen this guy in 32 years. This must be God, for him to be sending me this message. Then somebody in church she just sent me a message, random message on WhatsApp. She said, this was about two weeks ago, she said, Pastor, should in case you are inclined to start a group of intercessors, all right, I, uh, you may have been inclined, so inclined, please count me in, and if you are doing this privately, may I, then now, now, you don't need, uh, you understand what I'm saying here, okay? But if you don't understand the system of God, you can just be standing by yourself, next level, next level, 
But he has brought people to you. And you can, I mean, the lady, she, she has her ways, all right? So I can criticize, well, no, you, you have come again, eh? you that you've been sending me, you have come again, you'll be doing prophetess because you tell me prophetic things. So I can come back and say, you have started again with this, your prophetic something, and stone that person. All right, and, and disparage that person because, all right, what they are saying is not what you were thinking by yourself. You know, this morning I was praying and then I just saw uh, the Nobel laureates, the people that won, all right, over the weekend, and they were doing their interview. They usually, after they've won the Nobel Prize, they would sit down with BBC and they asked them, they said, every idea that has brought breakthrough always sounded crazy at first. He said, in science, every idea that has brought a breakthrough has always sounded crazy at first. So when we will present things, all right, to you and, and say that, you may, ah, no, no, I'm not, I don't that. But God sends people. Uh, people will come and they will say things and, 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 and by themselves they will just, because it's, and we we'll see this, it's answer to prayer. It is God's system of doing things on this earth. We're going to see it here. And once we understand that system, then we can now consciously now participate in it in the place of prayer. Now verse 35, he said, and you shall not. So they stoned the prophets that were sent to them. He said, behold, your house is left unto you desolate. He said, that's why it's this way. That's why the scripture says, when a man at the end of his days looks back in regret, he'll say, how I hated instruction." He will say, my labor, he said, I hated the teachers. In other words, when I look back, I was told not to do some things. I was advised, but I did not hear. So when we get to heaven, if you go and meet God, God, he's going to say, God will put up his hand. Please, play back the video. He'll put up his hand. What, what are you saying? Why did I answer the prayer? Play the video. And then you just remember somebody entered your house and showed you something or gave you a book. He says, now open to page 32. You see it. He said, but you didn't understand my system. Now, when we understand, you see this, we can begin to crunch. And there are five types of people I want you to pray into the next year. And this prayer is not like you just pray it once. It's the prayer you baptize yourself inside. Do you get what I'm saying? You stay there in prayer praying it. Until the thing begins to show up. And after it begins to show up, you pray it that is established permanently in your life. All right, that's person. He said, behold, your house is left unto you desolate, and you shall not see me. That's Jesus is saying that. Until the time comes when you say, blessed is he. Not, not him, oh. blessed is the person that comes to me in the name of the Lord. That is, you understand the power of the sent one into your life. Blessed is he, all right, that cometh in the name of the Lord. So we can cut short the time involved when you know how God works. And then you cooperate with him by praying his plan into your life. And it will bring much ease because you will understand some things. It becomes plain. And many people are struggling because they are isolated and they are isolated because they are not conscious of the fact that this is how God actually works. Even if you have an encounter with Jesus where you saw Jesus 
there is still the role of men in the fulfillment of what Jesus showed you in an open vision. As he walked into your room, you saw Jesus. And he says, by this time next year, men will still be involved. Let me show you. Acts chapter 9 verse 4. You know, I used to know that Cornelius angel, and you know, the angel said, Joseph said, go and read. I myself did the same thing. I'm sorry, Acts chapter 9 verse 4, quickly. Acts chapter 9 verse 4. Now, this is Paul, who was Saul, who later became Paul. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? Verse 5. And he said, who art thou, O Lord? And this is Jesus talking to him, because an angel can say this, and he meant the angel. You are gone that day, minute, Okay. And the Lord said, I am Jesus. An angel can't say that. I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is hard for you to kick against that saying the sharp or a piercing part of the all right, staff that the, the shepherd uses to protect his sheep. That's what he was talking about. Verse 6, he now says this. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, now this is Jesus you are talking to. I am Jesus. You say, Lord, what must I do? And the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the city, and it shall be told thee. Ah, ah, Jesus, tell me. Isn't the person going to tell me you will be the one that will tell that person? And you will see it in scripture that Jesus told the person, He is coming, this is what you need to do. But Jesus did not tell him. The circuit is never complete without people being involved. Because if he doesn't do it that way, pride will come into your heart. You will begin to think, I'm the custodian of it. Once you hear somebody say, I, I, he's starting to take the glory of something that they didn't create. Because God will never do it that way. Jesus said he will tell you. Now, once you understand this, you're a listener. And a listener, in fact, you are such a listener that the things that you first of all find contradictory, those are the things you keep. See, I was telling somebody, it was campus pastor, he said something to me. I said, okay, I left it. So I called him. I saw something somebody said, and it was something wanted to do in the ministry. In fact, it was the former, former external affairs ministers in Nigeria that met and said this decision that was taken and was something national wide was wrong because he's sending a wrong signal. It was exactly what he told me. I called him. I said, do you know what you told me three months ago? I sent it to him. He sent it back to me. He said, you, number one, you don't forget things. Number two, that you had the thing to come. You know why I'm calling him? Because I don't want to stop him from saying that kind of thing tomorrow. So I will tell you that you are right so that tomorrow you have confidence to come again with another idea to me. So he said, I will tell thee. Look at what he says here. Let's go on here, verse 6. It says, and he was trembling. said, I'll tell you that we must do. Now quickly, go to verse 10. Verse 10, quickly. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. To him said the Lord in a vision. So the Lord, instead of telling Paul directly, why went to tell the person? Why is he behaving like that? <laughs> tell me now. You're not, why is he making the process this way? Tell in a vision. And Ananias said, behold, I am here, Lord. Verse 11. 
And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the street, which is called Street, and cry in the house of Judah for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. Verse 12. He now goes on. And had seen the vision in them named Ananias coming in, putting his hand that he might receive his sight. See, no matter what you are doing, sometimes it's somebody's touch that will cause you to see. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.